Well, good afternoon. Today we are going to be talking about serving and love. Love is an interesting topic in our culture today. We tend to think about it as a feeling, something you can fall in and out of. In fact, we have some problems in our culture with using the word love because we only have one word for love. Did you know that the Greek has three words for love? As does the Hebrew, very similar three words for love, but we have one word, love. Which means I use the same word to say I love the Lord and I love my wife as I do I love tacos and I love ham barbecue sandwiches. (laughs) But of course that kind of love is different. I don't love ham barbecue sandwiches and my wife the same. And so we struggle to define love, but the Bible spends a lot of time trying to unpack what love is. Our text today is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God has made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that God loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God has so loved us, We also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. See, when the Bible wants to define love, it says, use your eyes and look at Jesus. That is what love is. Love is self-sacrificing. Love is giving. John goes so far as to say that God is love. His very character, His very essence is to be giving, caring, and self-sacrificing. Now that idea is a little bit hard to jive when we come close to Easter because we also get to see some of the anger and the wrath of God. How can we say that God is loving when He is so angry and has to have something to deal with sin? But of course there is sometimes justified anger. I am a parent. And I love my kids, and because I love my kids, I sometimes get very angry at things that hurt them, don't I? If you hurt my kids, you better watch your back. And I wouldn't be a very loving father if I didn't care about the things that hurt my children, including some of the things that they do that can hurt themselves. See, God is love. And He loves us, and He shows His love by not just... Being angry at sin and angry at these things that hurt us and break our relationship with Him. But God does something about it. God does not just sit back, but He enters into our world as Jesus. And we celebrate this at Christmas, right? The incarnation. God enters into our humanity. God does something about this sin problem. Motivated by His love for us. That's how we know love is true love. True love does. True love gives. True love leads to action. God moves. And we celebrate that here at this time. Our love then comes from God's love for us. 
The text says that we ought to love others, but it starts with the term beloved, loved ones. As John says so succinctly a few verses later, we love because he first loved us. The order is important. If I think that God loves me because I first loved him or loved somebody else, then I don't really need Christ's sacrifice. Then I've earned his love rather than receiving his love. The less I need the cross, the less important the sacrifice in the life of Christ is. The less valuable the sacrifice of Christ, the less valuable I am. Do you understand how radically valuable you are? That you were bought with such a price that Christ would leave heaven for you. That he would die a brutal death on the cross for you. Sometimes I feel like what we need to hear as Christians is that message over and over again. That you are loved. That you are bought with a price. And what starts to happen, I think, as Christians is that that news should start to change us. That this love starts to do something into us. Yes, we ought to love, but it's not, it has to be said in the right tone. Not that we are compelled to love, or we are forced to love, or we should make ourselves love other people. It should be much more organic than that. Loving does not work well as a have-to. And too many Christians try to push love as if it's something you've got to force or be compelled to do. But for John, love is an effect that is caused by Christ's love for us. Christ's love for us begins to change us. Like an old couple that starts to finish each other's sentences. That starts to even look like each other over a long period of time. Love has the ability to shape and to change us. Uh, A pastor that I know up in Erie, his wife has a pillow that has a, a message on it. And it says, mirror, mirror on the wall, I've become my mother after all. Those, those that love us shape and change us. They make us different because of their love. And that is what God does with us. It doesn't start with our love. It always starts with Christ's love for us. Changing us and moving us to love others. Perhaps if God loved you that much, you ought to also love yourself that much. To be okay with who you are. To forgive your own past mistakes. And accept and live out the strengths and weaknesses that God has put in each of you. So God abides in us and He changes us. And because of that change, it makes us start to love other people. Not that people who are not Christians are incapable of love. But I think even their love comes out of the image of God that is laid in each of them. That the love that God has for everyone even abounds in them. But for us, with Christ, it is even deeper than that. This all probably makes sense, but, but John goes a step further. He doesn't just say that God's love changes us. But he goes so far as to say that we have an impact on Christ's love. He claims that we do something to the love of God. That somehow God's love is perfected in us. Made perfect. Made complete. Made whole. What does it mean that God's love is perfected in us? How do we have some kind of impact on Christ's love? Well, I think the 
John has two things in mind, mind here. One is that love is not love until it's received. Love is not love until it hits its target. And so when Christ's love comes into our lives, then it's complete. Then it accomplishes its mission. It hits us. It is received. But more than that, Christ's love is not perfect until it is given away by us to other people. That we are not containers of God's love. We are conduits of God's love. We are not consumers of God's love, but we're more like crop dusters. Where we fly over this world and we empty our payload and express Christ's love to everyone that we meet. We are not holders of God's grace, but God's grace passes through us and is made perfect in the passing. We cannot confess to be loved by God without loving others. If there is no room in our hearts to love others, John has, to, John has a question here of whether we have really received Christ's love in our lives at all. Because the love that we should have, if it comes from Christ flowing through our lives, should be modeled after Christ's love. Love that is self-sacrificing. Love that is serving. Love that looks at the things going on in the, the lives of people around us, and when we see something that's hurting someone else, we get justifiably angry at it. To say, you know what? You're hungry, and that's not right. You're in pain, and that's not right. You're struggling with an addiction, and that's not right. That we get upset about the things that God would have us get upset about, and we serve and we care in those areas. Imagine a world filled with these kinds of Christians. So moved by Christ's love that they want to spread that love to all kinds of needs and to all kinds of people. Not only would those Christians never be the same, but I would propose that the world would never be the same either. Let us pray. Lord, as we round third and head toward home at the end of Lent, help us to realize that our need for our need for your love. Help us to grasp in a fresher and deeper way how much you loved us and did for us in Christ. Change us with your love that we may show your love to others through our service and care of them. May we be crop dusters of love in a world so dry and parched. In Jesus' name, amen.